we all have dreams but how often do we really turn the mega dreams into reality and what does it really take for us to make that happen today's guest on our show mr manas divan is a corporate veteran who has worked with the biggest brands in the world but one day he gave it all up and along with his wife dr anuradha they chased their own big dream to see the world traveling alone on their india registered motorbike they covered 18 countries and 20000 kilometers over 4 months ask them why they did not file for the limca record book and they reply we were chasing our dreams not a record i am rohit kukne and i spoke to manas divan who is a motorbiker a vlogger a published author and a motivational speaker and we spoke about their trip and the art of dreaming big First of all I would like to welcome you on the show. Thank you Rohit, thank you very much. My pleasure. This is your first and exclusive podcast experience. How excited are you? I'm very excited Rohit. Thank you for introducing me to the world of podcasts. I mean, I always knew and I've always listened to things but okay. Thank you. I'm I'm having my very first podcast indeed. Okay, great. <laughs> awesome. Happy to host you. Thank you. It's my honor. Yeah. So without delaying, let's get on shifting gears with full throttle. Sure, sir. Okay. Manas, you and your wife quit your jobs to travel. Why? Um. Well, Rohit, you see, we all have dreams, you know, and we dream of doing great things in life. We dream of love, laughter, you know, living our greatest moments of happiness, and. but many a times you know the big dreams the real big dreams mm-hmm. somehow they go down in our priority yeah because uh, you know in the process of living life you know the mundane existence takes over our dreams mm-hmm. and in these cases you will see you know time passes by and suddenly one day we realize that we are old our life is over and all the dreams that we have had they remain in our fantasies actually know? yeah and Me and my wife, her name is Anu, and we did not really want to live in an old age where we would feel bad we did not try out, you know. Okay. And we felt that our dreams deserved a chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, as per as far as why we were traveling, mm-hmm. the, the idea is like this: you see, we believe that we are all living within our own little boundaries. You know, we have these four walls, whether in the home or in the office. actually and we feel mm-hmm. that the only world that exists is within these four walls but that's not true you know there is a bigger world out there absolutely and that world is something that we know nothing about unless we step out and experience it so you know so with our real dream was to explore that big beautiful world okay this the nature and the wonders of nature Okay. And finally, to make friends with people and bond with strangers from all over the world, Great. you know. And that was why we said we wanted to live like gypsies. Okay. And travel <laughs> as a gypsy, you know. And that's how we travel. Absolutely great. And this really happens. Like in India, I have seen this often in Indian parents. They save money for dreams, but then they do they let it go for the bright future of the kids, and it goes yeah. on for generation in some families. I differ on this ideology. Like I don't want to live that kind of life. So it's really important to 
chase your dreams i i fully agree with you and rohit you know in fact you just said it so right when we realized that you know we wanted to travel mm-hmm. we also felt that if you have a dream you should do it with your own resources and yeah. your own actually so so me and my wife we saved money for several years until one day we had enough money and enough mm-hmm. saving to fund our own journey great and that is how we set set out for our trip mm-hmm. and uh, you know the one part like you like you mentioned is when do you know enough is enough when do you know that you have saved up now you should start out and that is the part which is hard because Okay. When the going is very good, you know, when you have a nice job, when you have everything running smoothly, mm-hmm. you, should you really disrupt everything? Okay. You just did your dreams, and that is a hard decision, and I call it as cutting the anchor, you know, because Absolutely. you have to let go. You have to let go of the familiar world mm-hmm. and the financial assurances in order to live it real. and uh, correct but i'm lucky that we could really take that call it was hard but we took the decision yeah. and we said if we have made up our mind that we want to follow our dreams okay let us not just wait back because we have a job good job going now and certain things are so nice so we we quit our jobs okay and then we took a bike and we traveled and we traveled across 18 countries on our motorcycle and it was almost four months yeah and that's truly dosti on wheels <laughs> so moving further like you followed your heart and made a huge success of living your dream what did it teach you about overcoming obstacles um you know i think the first thing that one has to overcome when you are trying to live your dream mm-hmm. is is that you have to overcome your own inhibitions you know mm-hmm. so even when we were going to set out inside our mind in our head there were thousands of voices running in our head I constantly see. telling yourself don't do this you're making a fool of yourself <laughs> what is it doing you know and these voices at some point of time you have to switch off and you say i have decided this is not going to happen and i'm doing it actually mm-hmm. and most of the time we face those criticism always like uh, there are a lot of criticism in whatever way they may yes, come yes. and you so, infected yes. them with a very positive approach like yes you can Correct. do it and i'll be doing it right and rohit you know i think you you rightly said it it's less the external circumstances more mm-hmm. the internal voices which make us fail you know yeah and i think that is the first thing we learned about making a dream success Mm-hmm. that you should know when to switch off those caution voices in your head and say now i'm ready i have decided it is time to act now you know so that's the first thing and the up. second part mm-hmm. is uh, we all think of adventure as the the domain of you know rugged people doing rugged things you know they're very tough uh, superhuman people going about doing like you know amazing stuff mm-hmm. uh, across the world My opinion is that each of us okay have an adventure within us and real adventure is when we pick up the courage to mm-hmm. follow something that we dream about you know and and I think that a, a big dream or a really good dream okay 
something that is worth chasing it is a dream that makes you feel a little nervous a little scared excited of course but something that you say you know wow can i really do it you know yeah and when you get that sense you know that this is a stretched goal you know and a good dream mm-hmm. is your direction to stretch your life towards you know yeah and that's when the real adventure starts we pick up the challenge and whether we succeed or fail you at least look back and you say i have given it my best shot actually you know, and so sorry please go ahead we always can try like no matter what uh, there yes. is no harm in trying so yes. we can always there is really yes. important to give it a try so that's yeah. it that's it you know i think you have summed it up right i mean mm-hmm. if you don't dream we should all not be scared of trying what is the best Actually. what is the worst that can happen we will look like a fool that's okay at least that's we'll try. okay like <laughs> <laughs> ultimately we going to face that situation yeah uh, yeah so that's okay so in a way you know dreaming big and uh, having an adventure applies to all of us mm-hmm. whether we choose to just go on a long road trip or just walk down our own lane to a nearby music store to challenge ourselves to learn an instrument or maybe just chase the dream of writing a book or doing anything that we have always wanted to do but never did you know okay so i think that's the second thing about chasing your dream you know this is the second thing it taught me and then during our adventure during our own 18 country ride okay. you know mm-hmm. we have faced some incredible experiences some of them are you know hard it really challenged us Okay. Something overwhelming, you know, emotionally you feel so overfull. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. You know, we've seen nature, beauty. We've lived with the greens. You know, we've we've lived with people from all over the world. Uh, so, across all of these, as we look back, I think the most important thing that it taught us is okay. that we have to make sure that we don't take no for an answer. Most people, mm-hmm. most people told us. Taking your own bike from India to Europe and motorcycling across 18 countries is impossible. <laughs> Why? Because you have borders, you've got X, Y, and Z things. And similarly, you know, when we reached Spain and we started our ride, people told us how it is impossible to get the motorcycle out of the customs. <laughs> and every day we heard this word, not possible. But you know, we just kept trying, okay. and we got. So, first lesson for us was. don't believe when people say it's not possible keep trying until you can make it actually yeah you know? uh, in such situation we have no option other than facing the situation yes. and we can really yes. make bold moves which uh, yes. brings confidence in our life so it is really important to give it a try and we should never challenge indian people no one should challenge indian yeah. people <laughs> no, 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 i think we are very persistent you know and yeah. i like i like this one point you made Mm-hmm. that you have to keep trying and the good thing is yeah if you when you have taken the plunge you know mm-hmm. like uh, how they say you know, in a, in a, in a ship when it is when a ship is striked uh, at the port yeah. it has an anchor there is a rope which ties it to the port rope. okay and before the ship has to sail out mm-hmm. you cut that rope so yeah. that it sails okay now especially in an adventure especially when you're setting out for chasing your dreams mm-hmm. you have to cut that rope and for me cutting the rope was like quitting my job mm-hmm. when i quit the job 
I had to give full commitment to make my dream a success because I I would lose everything if I did that. And then you really try it because your life depends on it. So when you're chasing a dream, if you're cutting the anchor, if you have cut the only source of returning mm-hmm. back, then you know that your life depends on it, and you will swim and you will come through. You know. Yeah. So that is an important part of I think making sure you give it your best. True. The other thing you know that we realized, you see, we lived to on uh, very little because we had one motorcycle between me and my wife, and we were traveling with two small bags of okay. clothes. And we traveled across all kinds of weather. Mm-hmm. We traveled across eighteen countries and for four months. This is hard stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you live on such little, yeah, you realize that happiness. Does not depend so much on material possession, true, as much as, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's about how, what you experience, what yeah. you do for yourself. Those experiences <laughs> bring so much of value to us. Like we get to learn so much of things. It's truly inspirational. Like, so yeah, I mean, you know, we motorbike from uh, temperatures where uh, you know, uh, from ranging from fifty <coughs> degrees till okay. near. Okay, and uh, it has taught us that if we are planning it right, it is possible to manage it very little mm-hmm. and yet be happy because we are. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So uh, during those days, we were riding through really wide, a wide, a wide range of temperatures, mm-hmm. from 50 degrees till near zero. Um, we, yeah, and we have managed it very little, but they were the happiest days of our lives. Uh, so. So I think the second uh, or the third point would be that happiness takes very little material possessions to be achieved. Really. Um, the third point or the other one would be about giving yourself hope. You know, uh, I talked about the kind of challenges we face, yeah. the physical, the the psychological barriers that you encounter when mm-hmm. people say no, cannot be done, and there are moments when you feel utterly helpless. You know, happens uh, at times. Yes, and especially for someone who's chasing a dream, their Actually. own dream, you know, you will go through such times because you are doing something that is not usually done by people. Okay, you know? true. And in such times, it is important to believe in yourself and hang on mm-hmm. because if you don't give up, then you will succeed. And mm-hmm. that's what we also realized. You know, we have we've been through quite a bit. But we didn't give up, and mm-hmm. in the end, now here we stand, having completed that dream life that we were looking at. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think in a way, it is about you know, you experience despair, mm-hmm. but as long as you know that there is hope, and you have to give yourself hope, yeah. that is what you will be able to do. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and it was really important to get out of that comfort zone. So very true. You know, I think most of us get so settled within our comfort zone. <laughs> uh, millions of dreams are died uh, over that comfort zone. So yes. Yeah. 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 And you know, sometimes it is like a golden cage. Actually. You are so comfortable in the life that you are having right now that you don't want to step out. And oh. suddenly you realize that you know, life is over. You are old, and everything that you have dreamed of has remained as. Because you stayed within your comfort zone, and what happens really, like uh, if we consider mm-hmm. like a, 
millennials like us we are into early 20s right now so right. our parents are so much concerned that they have seen lot of hardship whatever they have done in their life so they don't want uh, people like us to face the the kind of hardship so they always are uh, like a soft corner for us please don't do this uh, if anything happens to you like who will be there to you so mm. you just have to put uh, put your leg out that out of that comfort zone and take your step ahead to whatever we wish to achieve in our life i think you know you hit on a very important point mm-hmm. uh, as parents i guess you know uh, one does feel very protective towards their True. children but at the same time i think one needs to strike a balance because the parent will not always be there to protect the Absolutely. child the best you know, point so so at some point of time when the child becomes independent hmm. are we making that child strong enough to take care of reality when it hits them and that is very important i guess for yeah. every parent and i guess also that children needs to prepare themselves for a world which will be much harder when they don't have the support of parents true true absolutely so basically so i guess you know uh, in a way you can say that uh, when the night is darkest the yeah. stars time brightest you know mm-hmm. so there will be moments of despair there will be moments when you are you are completely down in the dumps and dark but know that there are also bright moments just around the corner and look out for those bright moments you know for us many times it would come in the form of a, a, a friendly stranger you know mm. sometimes utterly down yeah some guy would come out from somewhere during our trip and help us out and uh-huh. this scheme of no way they would have nothing to benefit from us we had nothing to give back to them in return yeah. but they just help because there is humanity so what we realize you know is that no matter how difficult no matter how hard mm-hmm. the world there is humanity there is goodness yeah, there is kind of you know and yeah. we just have to step out and look for it in order to experience it yeah. we should hang on those values like whatever people have good values we should always uh, take care of that so uh, let's move ahead uh, your blog dostionwills.com ranked among top 100 travel blogs of the world how different is it from your recently published book dear journey great um you see my blog rohit was written when i was on the road so when we were oh. traveling for four months so it would be amazing time you know uh, <laughs> every morning or every day during the daylight hours okay we would drive from one city to the next okay and during these rides you know you would experience a lot of things you would see a lot of new things you would experience a lot of sights and smells you know sometimes these smells take you back to your childhood memories oh. or <laughs> many other things you know so you are essentially having a flood of memories during the day in the evening we would reach the new city where we are going to stay in mm-hmm. and we always have opted to stay with the local people in their homes you know that say yeah so we never looked at a hotel we only looked at homestays so in the evening we would be staying with a family of okay. whom we are meeting for the first time and staying in their home all right now during this evening there would be dinner and you know we would have extended evenings when uh-huh. we get to meet and understand these people their lives their oh. world their story and suddenly you get to see the world from their point of view impressive you know? yeah yeah 
And then what happened was in the night after all this is over, between mm-hmm. 12 and 4 in the morning, I would want to make sure that everything that I have absorbed in the day, okay. I write it down because tomorrow I would have the same set of experiences with the new people and new experiences, mm-hmm. you know. So every every night between twelve and four, I would write my blog mm-hmm. where I would send down everything that happened in the day, you know. Great. And this is how these blogs shaped up, and it's called BossyOnWheels.com. And yes, you're right; it ranked mm-hmm. among the top one hundred travel blogs okay. world in last year. Okay. Now what happened was uh, after I came back to India mm-hmm. after the trip, there were. Uh, So I had almost a record or a chronicle of the moments that touched me during this flight. Okay. Right. But when I came back, I said there are also deeper reflections, things that you look back and you realize, oh, this mm-hmm. is what taught me, you know. And those I wanted to then record. And that is how the second experience or the writing project of the book shifted. Okay. This is called your journey, and it is more of a reflective piece. Okay. You know? it, it is a collection of two novellas. Oh, I see. Where, uh, yeah. So there are two small novels. The first one is a travel narrative, I and the second is uh, is about mystical fables. I call okay. it. Okay. So a lot of life lessons, which are ex- which are portrayed as you know the experiences of a gypsy traveling through mm-hmm. a forest. And making friends with birds and animals and their discussions with the children. Okay. You know, so it's written almost like a fairy tale. And uh, during my wanderings or during these experiences, we 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 have experienced lot of situations. You know, somewhere comic, somewhere you know very turbulent, somewhere very inspiring. And each of these transform you as a person. And that's what the this book, Dear Journey, showcases. You know. The story okay. of transformation, nice. and how it is, uh, you know, how how the life of a gypsy can change as you move along. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that that's how the uh, book shifts. Okay, up. we definitely look forward to read it and get inspired from it. Like it's really impressive that you have penned down those things. Thank you. Yeah. So, was it easy to live for so long on a local food, and how was the experience for you? Well, great question. In fact, uh, you know, uh, for the four months of the journey that we had, mm-hmm. uh, me and my wife uh, on our motorcycle, we could not carry any food with us. Okay. So we relied only on local food of the regions that mm-hmm. we traveled, and okay. this turned out to be a great experience. Great. Because you can imagine, you know, as Indians, we are accustomed to certain. Types of food, you know, dal chawal maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. The spices and masala. But we had to let go of our Indian framework of what makes good food. Mm-hmm. If you are not able to do that, okay. you cannot survive four months. You know, because true, in four true, months true. you absolutely be wasted. Absolutely true. So, so the first thing was for letting go of what we think is good food from an Indian perspective and. Embracing and appreciating anything and everything that is placed in front of us, mm-hmm. you know. So we experienced a whole variety of food. You know, there in right in the northern Europe, okay. people serve us uh, raw beef, which oh. is hand chopped. You know, which is, which is a delicacy. Uh, in Eastern Europe, we literally survive on boiled pork with vegetables. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, and, and several other uh, kind of experiences which were food related. 
Okay. And what we also did was in order to really understand and appreciate the culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who is the real part of it? Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. So, so we would actually go to local places where they serve local food, and sometimes they are much cheaper than fine dining places. Okay. And uh, you know that is how we live the experience of appreciating uh-huh. new food, new cultures, and the result of it was a great experience with lot of local cuisines. And we had a reasonable, uh, uh, you know, budget well to take care of. Okay. The same with alcohol also. I mean, you know, uh, I I'm not a, I don't really drink much. Okay. But you have to experience the local delicacy of alcohol also if you are in there because otherwise you are missing out on one part of your experience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we everything from different varieties of wines to different grappa to you know. the local alcohol of each region and uh, sample a little bit because you need to make sure that you know you have a clear head every morning because you're driving your motorbike okay. but uh, it was a great experience because food and drinks and the language and the people mm-hmm. that's what ultimately go to give you an understanding of the culture of the land great so you are just right now inspiring me to take up such kind of trip like i'm so excited <laughs> right <laughs> because i am a kind of foodie i like to uh, travel a lot i am also Ooh. really able to taste the culture with the help of food so yeah Amazing. it really teaches us really great wonderful wonderful so you are a mild drinker it means you played a perfect husband role here on the trip <laughs> <laughs> And more importantly, a responsible motorbike rider. Actually, you don't want to be hangover when you're riding a motorcycle. Great. So, throughout your four-month-long trip, you used local homestays. So, could you experience people and culture? What did the experience teach you? Oh, that's that's a uh, you know that's something that has really been the highlight of our trip. I think. Okay. Uh, to begin with, you know. Why we traveled 18 countries and why we traveled 20,000 kilometers mm-hmm. is because uh, Anu and I, my wife, her name okay. is Anu. Anu and I just completed 18 years of being married and oh. 20 years of knowing each other. I see. So therefore, 18 18 countries and 20,000 kilometers. Great. During this 18 country 20,000 kilometer uh, trip, mm-hmm. it took us four months to complete, and during all these four months. We stayed with the local people in their homes, you know. Oh, is and so? uh, yeah, we yes. had not a single day of hotel stay. Great, great. I mean, really, a point to note. <laughs> yeah, and then what we also did was we chose our hosts very okay. carefully uh-huh. because this is an experience where you can you can live with different people, and we said we should have an experience of. people from different sections of life so okay. we lived with people who were absolutely very rich also mm-hmm. but who would welcome travelers because they wanted to experience the world okay. in their own home and we also lived with middle class people you know teachers professors you know then educational people and then we went down the rung and we stayed with let's say workers mm-hmm. we even stayed with refugees Oh. who were so poor that they had to you know kind of uh, survive on a single meal kind of thing, uh, thing for their day mm-hmm. uh, and we have got a very uh, wide view of people okay. and life 
from these very intimate experiences of living with such people and when and we again, have yeah please go ahead please 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 when we have that positive approach we always look people with kindness which helps to create yes. great bond with them so yes so that's really what happened you know because across every place that we stayed in mm-hmm. you know uh, people appreciated the fact that we are doing something that will be in the form of living our dream you know exactly they really appreciated it too which is the reason why they opened up their lives their own hearts to us right. they spoke freely they, they talked uh-huh. about their own aspirations their hopes and many a times we teaches you so much about life and people you know so right. when we came back we looked at the world slightly differently uh well the other thing also is that a trip like this you know it can happen only because you receive a lot of encouragement from the entire you know bunch of friends and family mm-hmm. and this family now extends to all the people that we met during the ride you know okay. people who invited us to their home people who shared their lives in their world mm-hmm. uh, you know kind people who offered us hope when we were down really really down and in despair you know wonderful and when we look back at those uh, moments and we now when we even look back at the route that we traveled okay we realize that you know it's no longer you know uh, the name of a city alone but okay. it's always oh i know a b c d e people <laughs> remember how people they treated us and how much they helped us and you know how much uh, hope they gave us when we were feeling mm-hmm. so low and then you realize it's no longer names of places alone it's actually associated with warm memories warm faces and friends whose kindness and generosity is what you remember now Actually, so that's the way that you know we we experienced. I would say the human element during the trip, and yeah, it was it was truly a, a remarkable experience. You know, life changing in many ways. And this is really a contrasted situation. Like uh, when before you started your journey, there were people who said like it's impossible, and uh, at the same time when you were traveling, so these are the people who always supported you. So quite a contrasting situation, I must say. You're so right, you know. Because yeah. I guess you know when people say it's not possible, probably it's just because they don't believe it can be done. Actually, but once you crack that code, once you show that it is doable and you have done it or you are doing it, <laughs> they they kind of see themselves in you, you know. Okay. And so they want to make sure that they can do everything possible to help you make your dream success. <laughs> True. first we have to assess that from whom it is coming like uh, do they matter to for us or kind of situation yeah so uh, with due respect like <coughs> it's true uh, moving ahead you and your wife have been invited by over 50 organizations and corporate as a motivational speakers how do people respond to your sharing um yes rohit you're you're right and you know we have been very fortunate Mm-hmm. Uh I was just sharing with you earlier that a trip like this you know it changes the way you look at the world you know and yeah. what we have experienced you know beauty kindness humanity love uh you know uh, even obstacles and how to overcome them these are things which are not just relating to a right mm-hmm. you know or journey these things relate to life and so when people uh, 
when when we have been invited by nearly 50 different organizations okay. and groups we have until now connected and shared our story directly with more than 15000 people through these interactions yeah. and the number is increasing uh, day by day <laughs> because your voice is going to reach to millions of people like uh, in near future so true that that's your good wishes roy yeah. thank you so sure. <laughs> and uh, well i think it's overwhelming and very humbling uh, but when when we share our experiences and learning <laughs> people don't just think of it as a as a travel story but mm-hmm. the learning that applicable to us in our own lives okay uh, so we are basically two very ordinary people we followed a dream we've learned lessons from the book of life in every Yeah and when we are coming back we are sharing with them what is it that life has taught us what have we learned from the road mm-hmm. and how does it apply to everybody and their lives and how can we then make our dreams mm-hmm. happen and what do people need to look at when they are wanting to make their dreams successful you know so yeah. that's the way that uh, uh, that we approach we speak from our personal experiences mm-hmm. we we feel our own lives and share the moments when we felt very vulnerable when we sometimes felt very down but what is it that we did in order to overcome this mm-hmm. and then we have seen people relate with their own personal lives okay and perhaps that is the reason why we are able to you know inspire people to mm-hmm. go ahead and and charge and and look for their own dreams you know and true so, story always find connection with people like uh, they get I, inspired I, easily I mean. Yes, uh, I think today a lot of speakers uh, who call themselves motivational speakers, mm-hmm. uh, they are not talking from their personal experiences. Yeah. You know, they are just they are just parroting some some you know corporate stuff that they have seen, very generic stuff. You know, do <laughs> uh, do that. But when you speak from your own personal experience, when you say, "I have done this and this has worked for me." Mm-hmm. then people actually sit up and say yes i believe i can do this too you know mm-hmm. and i think that is what helps us connect with our audience so we 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 feel very great because many times our audience will get back to us with their success and then they say you know just like you have you spoke about it mm-hmm. we also took the took the initiative we cut the anchor yeah and we have then been able to succeeding what we were wanting to do for a long time great and uh, then you should really feel it you know because you know that somebody has benefited exactly how many experiences that you have had you know and that's really the true uh, motivation behind us uh, looking at you know sharing hmm. our experiences and motivating people to go the extra mile and uh, you don't need to do something extraordinary like general experiences can also be a motivating part so yeah true in every sense and it is really yeah. remarkable thank you yeah and there is certainly a lot to learn from like uh, and out there someone will always correlate with the story so yes very much motivating i'm really honored that you find it so thank you uh, manas lastly i would like to ask now that now that you haven't filed for limca record book and meanwhile right. if someone gets the record in their name would you like to take dosti on wheels for version 2.0 ride to reclaim the record <laughs> in the form of dream here me right in the form of dream i said <laughs> yeah. um very hard question to answer <laughs> but 
Everybody has a dream and a dream need not be very big. A okay. dream is something that should challenge you. Exactly. And uh, what we did was to live our dream. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, yes, that that broke the Limca record. But we did not bother to file the record because our dream was to live what we aspired to do, not okay. just to create a record, you know. If somebody has bettered that record, well and good. Maybe that will not you know uh, that will not be a motivation for us to improve <laughs> on on their dream but what i really want to do is we are now looking for what next exactly. what is the next dream that we need to have what is it that will scare us and make us feel so nervous that we will wonder can we really do it you know <laughs> and when we do that that will be the time when we will again say yes we have dreamt and we've been able to work towards that dream you know so yeah. for example uh, a, a dream of a really big travel okay is great but it is not that challenging anymore like oh, we yeah. have the 18 countries can we do 180 countries most likely yes it will be hard okay but multiply the budget and the time by a few factors huh. and uh, you know most likely we will be in a position to achieve it so So that is not that challenging anymore. Mm-hmm. But what we need to look for is where does the next big challenge come from? Mm-hmm. And that is what we want to think and I don't that's why I said it's a very hard question. I don't have an yeah. answer right now. And now that you are back into corporate life again. So saving <laughs> <laughs> for resources kind be a tough task. So <laughs> very right. After you spent money on saving your dream You have to take a breather when you earn some money before you can yeah. spend the next one. <laughs> That's the process, guys. <laughs> and India, like we say, like, ah, uh, ha, ठीक है, तुझे जाना है ना, जाएंगे, एक ही बार जाके आएंगे, तो आप वो जाके आएंगे. So there is an important lesson to learn from this. Like, never keep eye on price. You have to just keep going, and ultimately you will reach your destination. Yes. So yeah, yes. true in every form. So. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's important for all of us to dream. Mm-hmm. It's important to make sure that we never forget the dream. Yeah. And when the time is right, we have to we have to cut the anchor and mm-hmm. take the jump. Because Great. only then can we make the dream successful. You know. Uh, so that's that's what uh, we have learned from our experience. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, really thank you once again for hosting yeah. us and. Uh, It's very, very amazing to be talking to you. Yeah, and you had an amazing insight on the art of dreaming big. And I hope Thank every you. listener is influenced by your journey and your accomplishments. Ah, uh, Manas, before we wind up, is there any message you would like to give to the fellow listeners? Maybe in a word or just in one sentence. Yes, uh, I would say dreams mm-hmm. define the direction of our lives. Okay. Don't let the life define the direction of your dreams. Ah, that's so true. Yes. So, keep the dreams as the compass. Yeah. And let the dreams guide the direction of your life. If if we don't forget our dreams, we will we will be sure that we will be able to achieve it. Great. Great. That's, that's all that I would like to say. Absolutely perfect. 
okay then manas thank you so much for sharing your inspiration inspirational and motivating story we wish you a very all the best for your future endeavors and also wish you a good health thank you rohit and, and wish you good thank you so much we hope that you and your wife to take on dosti on wheels for a version 2.0 ride for sure <laughs> thank you i hope it will happen with the good wishes of friends like sure you. sure thank you sir. always be okay manas thank you so much thanks to it bye bye have a good time here is the fact file using their own resources manas and dr anuradha divan traveled on their india registered ducati scrambler motorbike across 18 countries and 20000 kilometers over 4 months a project they call dosti on wheels Their motorbike ride started from the port city of Valencia in Spain. They rode to Portugal, France and thereafter covered Switzerland, Germany, Czechia, Austria and Liechtenstein before riding into Italy and Vatican. From there, it was the eastern European countries of Slovenia, Croatia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Montenegro, Albania and Macedonia until finally they traveled into Greece. They then entered Asia. They spent a month exploring the beautiful land of Turkey. They shipped their bike back from the port city of Istanbul into Mumbai to conclude their odyssey.